Hello and welcome back to another Lost in Possession podcast. This week we're talking our top five centre-backs in the Premier League history. Now we probably all do have a different five and we're all going to go from a countdown from five to one on who we have ranked. I'm sure you at home will have different answers to us. Please do let us know in the comments. Give us some stick if we've missed out some people you think in the top five that we've maybe not even mentioned. But let's start off. Jordan, give me your number five. So, funny enough, I thought it would be the other way around, but actually it seems that picking the kind of five, fifth, fourth and third position were actually the hardest because there were so many players I felt like could be included. Um, In the end, I went for none other than the city legend Vincent Company. Um, obviously, we, we we know his credentials. He was rock solid. I, I think he deserves a lot of credit in, in kind of City's Premier League dominance. Um, I, I feel like he's been part of that kind of historic success in the Prem and kind of kickstarted it. Um, you know, before him, I think City were known as a team who, who were leaky. Um, he helped bring a bit of kind of solidarity, a little bit of old school. Um, old school, you know, defending to, to Man City. Stats-wise as well, we, we know the screamer against Leicester. Everyone kind of remembers that. But he did also crop up, you know, with big goals at times. Um, and I believe his stats were 94 clean sheets in the Prem as well, um, which is certainly respectable. Um, so, yeah, Vincent Company for me. Reese, who's your number five? Yeah, I haven't gone there. Vincent Company, actually. It's a very good shout, but I agree with Jordan. I think most of them are very much it could be one or the other. There are so many players of equal quality. I've actually gone for former Tottenham and Arsenal centre-back, Sol Campbell. Um, I think, you know, 500 appearances at, at the level, you know, 20 goals scored, something like that. You know, he only conceded 129 goals in the games he played as well, which I think is very impressive. You know, 78% tackle success, amazing player, amazing player. And I think somebody that was able to make that jump from Spurs to Arsenal at that time in the manner in which he did, he handled that criticism well, personally. And I think he could have, he should have actually played for Real Madrid, Barcelona, something like that. He was much better. He would have played for both, knowing him. (laughs) He would have probably (laughs) played for both. And then AC and Taran. Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, he'd probably just thrown them all in there. But yeah, I think I think he, he deserves a mention. I think he was a phenomenal defender and a phenomenal captain to match. Well, I think me and Jordan are going to agree on number five. I didn't actually believe any of you would have company in your top five. I thought it was just going to be called me and my city bias. But I think he's well-deserved in the top five. You've got to think he's won four Premier Leagues. He's been captain of all them four. And you got, like you mentioned, the Leicester goal. Like, what a screamer that was. But then you've got to think of the other goals, such as when in our first title race, we were at home to United. He goes and gets that goal, beating Chris Small into a header, puts one nil up. And it just, he's the he's deserved his statue where Gary Neville said, where do you want your stamp- statue company? Because he deserved it. And I think, to be honest, I want to do give a shout out to 
Sol Campbell, like Reese was saying, he was someone who was just, he was so close to my list. It was like, I've scribbled his name in and out. Like it's, he's been quality, obviously. He's very controversial with the whole move to Arsenal, but he did it for his own career and you can't really argue with that. Um, yeah, so company's my fifth choice. So if we come on to number four, I'll go back the other way around. Reese, who's your number four? Again, I really debated this one. And I actually, I'm not going to change my mind, but I, I, I was tempted. It was one or the other here. I actually went for Rio Ferdinand. Um, the reason I did that is because even though I thought he might have gone higher, slightly higher on the list, I just think, it, you know, I think there was just a couple of others who were better. But Rio Ferdinand, you know, he went from Leeds to May United when he was young, become the most expensive defender at the time. A lot of hype around him, a lot of, you know, expectation. And he was able to be May United's leading centre-back for 12 years, I believe, you know. Um, even though not everything is related to stats, I think it was just, that, you know, I, I wanted a reference, you know, 81% tackle success rate. You know, 504 appearances, 291 wins in that time. Like, that's incredible, incredible defender. And I think he goes on to the... Everyone knows he's a good defender, but I don't think he gets the appreciation he fully deserves. I think maybe if he'd won a, another Champions League or two, maybe. But what a player. You know, I remember actually, like, he was my favourite defender when I was in primary school. So I used to idolise him quite a lot. But yeah, he was a fantastic player. And I think definitely should be in anybody's top five. Jordan? So, for me, I, I did stick with Man United, actually, for my number four. Again, there was a lot of names that got thrown into the hat. Um, obviously, you know, shout out to Sol Campbell. He was definitely my honourable mentions. But I settled on Nemanja Vidic. Um, again, you know, you, you can't compare Maria Ferdinand. Rock solid. Again, I, I say this to all of the centre-backs, but a little bit of old-school you know, rough, you, the kind of defender that as a striker, you just don't want to play against. You know you're in for a sort of fight and you know it's going to be a tough battle. Um, Stats-wise, I think it, it was eight years, Reese, I believe. Um, yeah, around eight years he, he played for United. Solid pretty much throughout the, the whole kind of tenure he was there. I think five Premier Leagues, you know, you, you can't fault him. Um, and he's one of those standout centre-backs that, you know, when you're picking a dream defence, you'd certainly consider him for that kind of old school, aggressive. And, and, as, and as I said, if you're a striker, you're not going to fancy a game against him. Um, so for me, yeah, Nemanja Vedic in, in spot four. Very interesting. Um, I've got a different number four, so we've all gone different for this round. I've gone with Tony Adams. Now, I think, obviously, his all of his career was at Arsenal wasn't in the Premier League sort of ser like um era but even in them times he was still fundamental to Arsenal's defense um he's obviously got the there's a picture of him with sort of many of the Arsenal legends and he's rightly in there um i think he's been phenomenal he was obviously the two premier leagues he's won obviously he's won some of the first division before it I think four in total, if you include them, include them both. He should, I think he should be within this conversation as such a phenomenal defender. Obviously not someone I've greatly watched, 
but what he did, you saw, like Jordan was saying with Vidic, Adams was the proper old school and was someone phenomenal, I believe. Well, on that note, um, probably a good time to move straight on to my number three because um, I, I went Tony Adams number three for me. Um, I wanted to have someone, obviously, we've, we've kind of, as, as you said, we've probably not grown up seeing his whole career. Um, so I did want to get one of the slightly, slightly older generation ones in. Um, and for me, Tony Adams was that. You know, I remember the games against Chelsea, just just a nightmare, nightmare to play against. You know, the, the kind of guy who's rock solid, you know, he'd rather die than let, let a goal in. Like that kind of, you know, that kind of uh, ability and, and, and determination and passion. Um, again, stats, 115 clean sheets, 255 Premier League appearances, a couple of goals in there as well. Um, and he's definitely a bit of an icon at Arsenal for that, you know, Invincibles era, I guess. Um, yeah, Tony Adams, number three for me. Reese? Icon. He's a legend. There is a difference. <laughs> now, I've, I've actually gone for Tony Adams as well. Um, I know a lot of people would say, what, what, why have I said Tony Adams third? Um, I just think, you know, amazing, amazing defender. You know, he wasn't just, he was at Arsenal, you know, before the Premier League started and he retired around 2002, I think it was. So he lasted a very, very long time at the top level. To play that long at the top level was incredible. He was a leader. He was an old school defender. There was no mucking about with him. You know, that goal he scored against Everton, you know, to pretty much wrap the league up. Amazing player, you know, and he rightly has his statue outside the Emirates. He was a phenomenal defender. I just can't quite explain how good he was, but you know, he he set the benchmark for a lot of defenders. And I think I think he's very, very hard to emulate, especially today. I don't think you'll find a defender like him ever again. <laughs> no, just with that, Adams, obviously I've said him number four, but yeah, you won't see many defenders like him ever again, just due to the game changing, to be perfectly honest. But phenomenal player. In my number three, I think me and Jordan have just swapped numbers round. I've gone with Vidic. I think what a defender he was. Don't like him because he played for United, but you, you just know he was the proper defender. I think it was against, um, I think it was Carl Walker, and you remember that tackle. It was just a one-on-one. -on -one. There was only one winner. And despite not having the pace that, say, Carl Walker would have, he had the power. He was someone who I think made everyone who was with him better, made like Rio Ferdinand a better player because you knew you could trust him. It made, I think, uh, Van der Sar in goal knew he had, you know, an absolute unit in front of him. And he's, he was just a tough, tough guy. And he was someone you just did not want to be against, really. I, I think he's been one of the most sort of, I don't know, like dominant sort of defenders to come out. And I don't think you're going to see many like him again either. Like you say with Tony Adams, I don't think there's going to be many like Vidic anymore who are coming out of the game. So that's our top three. Now it's coming down to the nitty gritty top two. I'm going to start with Jordan here. So I think Reese has probably got one that I don't think we all expect. Yeah, so for me, back back to Man United, um, you know who it's going to be, Rio Ferdinand. Um, again, you guys have kind of covered it briefly. 
Um, in, initially, in my head, and obviously, you know, it, it was a while ago now, but in my head, I used to have kind of Vidic. I, I'd almost rather have Vidic. If I was picking 11, I'd rather have Vidic over Ferdinand. However, the stats don't lie. And when I looked into, into Ferdinand's stats earlier, the level of kind of success, sustained success, um, it, it's hard to it's hard to deny him. Um, so for me, that's why he got the spot in number two. Uh, 504 appearances, 189 clean sheets, a couple of goals in there as well. Six Premier League titles. Such a consistent, dominant force in that Man United kind of domination era. Um, ran the show, obviously partnered with Vidic. Maybe you can attribute some of Vidic's success to Ferdinand or, or, or vice versa. Um, but yeah, stats don't lie. And Ferdinand for me is definitely number two. Reese, who is your number two? Um, um, I've actually gone the opposite way to John Nike on Vidic second. I mean, we've already explained how good he was, but I know his stats maybe didn't necessarily compare to Rio Ferdinand's, but in terms of what he did as a defender, you know, he was phenomenal. He was powerful. He was an athlete as well. The amount of headers he won, you know, and you're right, he probably made Ferdinand a better player, and I'm sure Rio Ferdinand would actually agree with that. And um, yeah, I. I'm not going to go into too much detail there. However, can you name the club that Vidic was signed from, as we've all got him in the list? Oh. Who did they sign him from? Which club? I don't know. Oh, Give us a country. In a way, it was sort of out of nowhere. He signed in 2006, I believe, in the January transfer window. And I remember when he was signed, he was signed at the same time as Patrice Evra, but from two different clubs. God. It's been so long, I, I genuinely can't think. It's, we need a hint. We need a hint. Is it someone? Is it someone like? I'm thinking like Spartak Moscow, someone like that. Correct. Oh, yes. brilliant! Like Make honestly, it. I'm looking. I'm just yeah. I was thinking it's got to be a. It's an absolute sort of normal team. Someone like that, but someone who's probably been in the Champions League. So that's where I'm somehow no pulled doubt. out. <laughs> no doubt he was wearing short sleeves in Moscow. In no the, doubt yeah. in my mind. That's how tough he was. But yeah, there's again, I don't need to say anything else on Amanda Vinic. Jamie? No. And yeah, so um, I'm agreeing with Jordan <laughs> again here. My number two is Rio Ferdinand. Now, Obviously, everyone remembers his sort of United career, but he was still a phenomenal player at West Ham when he start, first started. He won, I think he won Player of the Year for West Ham before he went on, he was at Leeds. And then to go from Leeds to United and still be sort of a very top player, obviously you're going to be absolutely hated probably in Leeds. I don't know if he is still, but most likely with sort of grudges that can be held in football. But I think he was that player that I think play. If you look at sort of the generation that is coming to, Ferdinand is one of them who was like, who is sort of like he'd fit most in today's kind of game than back then. I'm not saying the others wouldn't on this list, but he had the ball presence I think that you need and that top teams want these days. But he also had the sort of fight about him and wanting to def the will and wanting to defend. Now I put him ahead of Vidic. It was a 
sort of both them together was a phenomenal partnership. But put them together, it's got to be looking at the long longevity of it. And I think how long he's been in the Premier League and he's been solid for not just one club in the Premier League. And I think he just sort of deserves it. And to be honest, I know he did put himself first in his own sort of ratings, but let's be honest, you've got to back yourself. If you're not putting yourself first, you're letting yourself down. <laughs> most, now, yeah, I think most would exclude, most would exclude themselves from the list, but he would exclude uh, themselves. I'll go but for it, number one. <laughs> I think I think we know who number one's going to be. It might be, it probably might as well, but he did not like Rio being number one, did he, Jordan? <laughs> is no, this so who your we, number one is going to be? We, we saw this, yeah, we saw this on uh, on socials a few weeks back. Um, but yeah, for me, um, the, the, this was kind of the easiest out of, out of the five in terms of rankings. Um, yeah, captain leader legend, Mr. John Terry himself. Um, there's there's so many reasons for this. Um, you know, uh, we, we talk about being old school English centre-back, you know, some of the tackles, some of the blocks Terry would put in, it is genuinely, you know, he would put his life on the line to, to block a tackle. And obviously that was evidenced in, I think, the League Cup final where he genuinely almost died on the pitch trying to defend the goal. Um, that, yeah, that, that's probably one of the best examples you'll see of, of what it meant to that guy to defend. Um, five, five Premier Leagues, a 19-year career, dominant for the majority of it. The stats as well, even when you compare to any other, all the other centre-backs we've discussed, a handful less appearances actually than Ferdinand, but more clean sheets. And then you look at Ferdinand, who we've rated so highly, he got 11 goals. John Terry got 41. Absolutely silly, um, silly stats. You know, none of the defenders we've mentioned have even got close to, to 15 or 20. So to get 40 goals as well when you're a centre-back, um, it's just absolutely insane. Um, you know, we talk as well about the the, the Premier League record of, of, I think it was nine goals we conceded in one season. To have that record as, as part of him and a record that, in my opinion, uh, will just simply never, been beaten, never be beaten, uh, I think says it all. And also, it's a nice story as well, the fact that he, he was at Chelsea as a kid, worked his way up through the academy, one of the youngest club captains, stays at us for, for the entirety of his career, basically, and then retires at his boyhood club. I think the story, the stats and everything, um, for me, no question, John Terry is, is number one. Reese, I can see some faces being pulled here. I don't think it's on the decision. I think it's on some of Jordan's comments it's here. the boyhood club thing. He's a Man United <laughs> fan. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think, I think I, he disagree. I think he disagree if you're asking that. He's from Bath. Yeah, but that's like Carragher with he was an Ever he was an Evertonian and now he's a, he's a Liverpool fan. That's 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 different. You can't you can't compare the same. But he's he's from Barking. If he's not West Ham, he's Man United. But yeah, for me, my first place um, it was a it was a toss up between Mikhail Sylvester and William Gallas. Um, <laughs> so I was really confused there. Richard Dunn as well, and uh, what a player. Most own goals in the Premier League. Gary Doherty's up there and players <laughs> like that. But no, in all seriousness, it can only be John Terry. I mean, Jordan hit the nail on the head. I know he's a divisive figure off the pitch, but on the pitch, consistency was... No matter what, he was giving you a minimum 
eight or nine out of ten. Any mistake he made, he wouldn't let it get to him. He'd carry on. You know, 214 clean sheets. Like, that's insane. And also, you know how good a player is when they play every single season in the first team. Even I know his last year at Chelsea was eased out, but look at all them numbers, you know, beforehand. He was playing every single game. It didn't matter. Mourinho comes in, keeps him. You know, Scolari comes in, keeps him. Avram Grant keeps him. Villas Boas keeps him. Di Matea, everybody, they all kept him in. You know, Ranieri, you name it, they kept him in. It didn't matter. He was a fantastic captain, fantastic player. And I think, again, he's one of the defenders that are very hard to replicate. So he, he, he can't be touched in this, in this list, I don't think. Um, absolutely. Like, he's my, he's my number one. Like, I can't disagree with you both. Jordan, I do have to correct you on another stat, and it's a bit shameful that you don't know your own Chelsea stat. It was 15 goals, 15 goals you conceded in that season. 15, there you go. And the Still, only loss... It doesn't matter. Loss, <laughs> was to, lost to City, 1-0. Yeah, listen, no, no one remembers that. Well, it, it stops you being invincibles. You've got to think of this. It won't be beaten. Reese is more happy than, about that than me. <laughs> oh, mate, you'd have loved it, though. 95 points and invincibles. Yeah, it would have been nice. <laughs> but no, back to Terry, like, what a player he was. I know he gets a lot of stick for other sort of aspects. Um, I won't mention them ones, but then you also got him being a full kit guy. You know, I won't say the <laughs> swear word that normally gets said after that. But what a player he was. And like Jordan says, he produced goals as well. 41 is an incredible number. Um, obviously, he's not meant, he doesn't need to do that. His defensive defensiveness was the reason why he's at the top of this list. Massive captain for Chelsea. And like Reece said, went through all these different managers. You're not a bad player when every single manager wants to keep you and start you. Even when he started getting older and older, they still wanted him in and around it because of what he would bring to that defence. And I think that's what's helped Chelsea be quite a sort of known as a defensive-ish side. And I think that's kind of helped and that sort of blooded through. Um, but yeah, I, I still not going with the boyhood club sort of stuff, Jordan, but... Look at the photos. He was there at a very young age in his, in his oh, headband at 19 or whatever there, it was. But... He's worked his way up. 19-year career at one club. That, that, that's good enough for me. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal player. But two. Two. I think as well, one point we didn't touch on was um, you also get a lot... We get a lot of insight into hearing what like other legendary players have said as well. So I think like one of the one of the best players of all time, obviously Ronaldinho, I think he was one of the players who came out and was like, look, Terry was one of the, the toughest opponents I've ever faced. So I think there's a lot to look into with that as well. Um, but for once, we all agree. We've all <laughs> picked the same number one guy. Um, so it is unanimous. John Terry, forget what Rio says. You're our number one <laughs> Premier League centre-back of all time. Um, and as always, if anyone disagrees, please do let us know in the comments. We love the debate. Feel free to disagree. We're on TikTok as well. So there'll be plenty of short videos there. Um, but as always, that wraps us up for another episode. Like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Here we go.